That's the Cantor side. <clears throat> When the prophet Elijah goes up to heaven in a chariot amidst a whirlwind, he drops his cloak and Elisha puts it on, the mantle of the prophet. And then Elisha becomes the prophet of the people. I've thought about that idea, the idea first of the mantle of the prophet, but just of the covering and the symbolism of covering in our tradition, the kippah, the talit, the chuppah, the sense that there is something overhead that gives you protection. The way to say that in Hebrew, a blanket, is smicha. And that is part of what a leader is supposed to do, is to spread that protection over the people. And then it occurred to me that that same word, but different, is what you get when you become a rabbi. You get smicha. Except the second smicha is with a samach, the first is with a sin. They're phonetically the same, but they're not spelled the same. That smicha comes from authority. The authority that you are supposed to have as a leader because people trust you. And it then occurred to me as I was thinking about smicha and smicha that Hebrew has a construction called smichut. And smichut is when you join one noun to another noun. So, for example, in Hebrew you could say Sifarim shel kedushah, books of holiness, but that's not how you say it in Hebrew. You do smichut, you join them together and say sifrei kodesh. Until very recently, English did not have smichut. But actually it now does. It goes guzik sherman. Now, like everything in the Jewish world, there's disagreement about that, and some pronounce it Sherman Guzik. <laughs> Mostly the major hamburger hot dog eaters do it Sherman Guzik. And also the ones who like sports. <laughs> but those three characteristics, the ability to protect, the sense of trust, and the joining people together to make things that are separate one. Those are the three things that a leader of a community needs. Smichut, smicha, and smicha. As you can imagine, it's with all sorts of feelings that someone hands a community over to someone else. But the prevailing feeling that I have this morning is of luck and of pride. Because I know that the leaders of this community are wise, compassionate, strong, 
and that both of them is an Ohev Yisrael, a lover of the people Israel, and so important in these dark days, deep lovers of the land of Israel. And so it is with joy that I offer the seventh blessing. Rebono Shalom, dear God, may you give Rabbis Guzik and Sherman the strength they will need. We are so grateful that you have given them the wisdom that they need, the hearts that we wish for, the energy and the vision that we hope for, and the goodness that we pray for. May you make them as successful as the leaders of Israel have been in their best days. And may this congregation flourish under their leadership and their guidance. We are grateful to you for giving us such leaders in Israel. Amen. I'm not gonna tell the whole story, but many of you already know that it was something like 18 years ago that I saw Rabbi Wolpe walking through the halls of the Jewish Theological Seminary. He didn't know me, but I knew him. And I said to him one day, I wanna work for you. And so that following summer, I started as a rabbinic intern here at Sinai Temple, working for the very best and learning from the very best. And so I could not be more proud or grateful or honored to receive the seventh blessing from Rabbi David Wolfe. And I could not be more honored or grateful or proud to be installed this morning as one of your senior rabbis. And the fact that I get to rabbi along with Rabbi Sherman, my husband, my rock, doesn't get better than that. The fact that I get to work with this very clergy team, this staff, this board of directors at Sinai Temple and our past presidents, this congregation that upholds its mission, a congregation that tirelessly supports the Jewish community, a congregation that day and day out chooses to stand with the people and land of Israel, I truly couldn't ask for a better path. I couldn't ask for a better start to my senior rabbinate. But I think an installation is also a lens as to what you can expect from me. What should you expect from your rabbi? In rabbinical school, our teacher, Rabbi Neil Gilman, instructed us to find a metaphor for our rabbinate. He would ask us, what does it mean to you to become a rabbi? What does it mean to be your rabbi? And so this morning, I thought of that metaphor really as a breed, I offer my covenant to you. 
Number one, I promise to let Torah and Jewish values guide our decision-making. There should always be a why in what we offer you. Sermons, gatherings, programs, trips, our synagogue is not just a place to do things and be together. But our synagogue is a sacred entity where we grow and live Jewishly. We're an incubator for Jewish ideas, a spiritual home in which we expand our souls and where each and every one of us learn how to be a beacon of light to Israel and to the world. And so as your rabbi, I will lead with our mission, with our why, our purpose, our commitments to God and to each other. Number two, I promise to make you count. Because in this place of belonging, if we are going to create a place of belonging, your story matters. Your journey, your joys, your distress. A rabbi is meant to both listen and then connect to learn what matters most to you and learn how you are meant to bring your divine spark into the narration of our people and the story of Sinai Temple. Together, I will learn and you will learn how I can become a better leader for this congregation. And number three, I promise to look at the bigger picture because like any organized institution, there are day-to-day -day details. There are budgets, there are lists, there are emails and emails and emails. There are messages, there's a minutia that you can't detract from. But it's so important to understand that above all of it is a greater message we're trying to accomplish together. Together we are meant to create a brighter, stronger Jewish future. A Jewish future of belonging, of growth, connection, relevancy, rooted in tradition. A Jewish future that solidifies our commitment to the state and people of Israel, and a Jewish future in which Sinai Temple is leading the way. I'm so honored to be your rabbi. And this morning to my family, a special thank you. And a special thank you to my grandparents, who I know would have wanted so badly to be here this morning, but who are certainly watching. My family knows this has been a dream of mine for many, many years. And so to my family, to my friends, to this community, to Sinai Temple, I'm grateful and I hope to make you proud. People used to say it was hard to follow Rabbi Wolpe. <laughs> but the question that people really do ask is, what is it like to be a rabbi at Sinai Temple? And there's no better way than this Shabbat, as you read Parshat Noach, to say some days it really does feel like being the captain of a ship, one that's floating. But it's more than being a captain of the ship because in our parasha it says, Tsohar ta'asei bateva. How should Noah build the ship with a tsohar? Most of the translators say it's with a window. Not many windows in this building. But a tsohar, Rashi says, is a precious stone that gives light to people, not only on the ark, but looking into the ark. 
And so, yes, we are in the ark of Sinai Temple. But more importantly than just this physical ark are the people that allow us to not only continue to float, but allow us to see what happens after we exit the ark. The people. We are surrounded by people who care. A mentor in Rabbi Wolpe who 10 years ago looked at us in his office and said, you know, rabbis seem to be marrying rabbis these days. It would be an interesting model for Sinai Temple to have that as leadership. And today, rabbis who marry rabbis call Sinai Temple and they say, how do you lead together? We are surrounded by fellow clergy and our staff that allow us, as Rabbi Guzik said, to look at that big picture. We are, a we are surrounded by other faith communities who not only enter our space, but we enter theirs in friendship and in love, who allow us to worship and who allow us to be together as a greater West Los Angeles community, diverse neighborhood who uplift our voices with their actions. And we are surrounded by you, members of our congregation who care so deeply, and I emphasize this word care, who care about this synagogue community like it is your own home, who care about the American Jewish community, not just about today, but most importantly about tomorrow, and who care as we have seen these last two weeks, day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, so deeply about the state of Israel and who understand that God, Torah, and Israel are the only ingredients to a successful Jewish future. And finally, we are surrounded by the love of family, near and far. Our families from the West Coast, our families from the East Coast, some family in Europe, who care not only us as children, but as siblings and simply about who we are. And we are surrounded by those who are not here today, grandparents and siblings. Each Shabbat, I wear this talit. It's of my brother Ayal of blessed memory. Who provides a spark of inspiration when we need them most. As a rabbi's child, and as a rabbi's brother, and as a rabbi's spouse, there are not many opportunities where your family gets to be in one place for one Shabbat. There's a live stream, but it's not the same. And so this moment does not go unnoticed for what it is. And finally, I am surrounded by the best partner that I can have. Rabbi Guzik said that 18 years ago, she saw Rabbi Wolpe walk through the halls of the seminary and said, I want to work for him. 15 years ago, I saw Rabbi Nicole Guzik in Jerusalem. I said, I want to work for her. <laughs> she has shown us the way. And whatever you see on this bima and in her office is nothing. Nothing like she does for our children. The Tzohar, that light, is not just a window, but it defines us on this installation, and that's what we pledge to do. 
this ark that shelters us from outside, as we come into this ark, we ask that you take that precious light with us that penetrates this room and go back into the world like that dove did that Noah sent out, through thick and through thin, through sorrow and through joy. Sohar Bateva, let that precious light go with us. We look forward to creating that light together. And let us say, Amen. Every bar and bat mitzvah we say and we give gifts. Hopefully Rabbi Wolpe will give us his book of Why Be Jewish. <laughs> but every bar and bat mitzvah we say that the, pre- the most precious gift of all is our family and friends and we ask them to rise and you have already risen. And so the cantor and all of us will bestow upon in our entire community and congregation the Shehechianu blessing.